On today's episode of the Locked On Texan Podcast, what does rookie Tegan Quintoriano finally getting on the field mean for the rest of that crowded tight end group and an early preview of the Texans versus Giants game this Sunday? Is there room and opportunity for Houston to win this game? Let's talk about it. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to a Wednesday edition of the Locked On Texan Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline is where the game starts covering your Houston Texans. And today's show starts with John Hickman, Cody Davis. Super excited for today's show as we talk about the possibility of change. Well, the first change is maybe Houston can change some of their, uh, you know, their luck as of late and getting the dub on Sunday versus the New York Giants, who, by the way, is having a phenomenal season, one of the more unexpected seasons for an NFL franchise this year. But change at the tight end position as well as we look at Jordan Akins, Brevin Jordan, O.J. Howard, and the rookie Tiki Quatoriano, the possibility of – if the rookie can get some more playing time away from some of the veteran tight ends. Now, Cody, you and I, uh, especially you, you love Jordan Akins, has been the best tight end mm. for the Houston Texans so far this year, bar none. Then we look at Brevin Jordan, O.J. Howard, and Tegan Quintoriano. Well, I think Brevin Jordan does some things that doesn't collide with what the best Tegan Quintoriano has to offer. We're going to look at Jordan Akins as a player that Houston really wants, and they've tried to this year. Get him out in space on some of those tight end screens and some of those, you know, quick passes to get him in some rhythm. Hasn't worked majority throughout the year, but what he is good at or what they believe his skill set is doesn't necessarily match up and overpower or once again collide with what Tegan Quatoriano does, which leaves me with OJ Howard and Tegan Quatoriano. As you guys know, OJ Howard was signed within a week of the first game of the year, scored two touchdowns against the Indianapolis Colts. And in his role for Houston, for what they got him on, on a waiver wire, I believe, last minute, he's been fairly good for the Houston Texans this year. Am I right? Yes, sir. And so I do think that there is still room for improvement. And I think that Tegan Quatoriano can really make that third tight end spot competitive simply because I think Lovey Smith and Pep Hamilton trust TQ as a blocker. Had a phenomenal game blocking on Sunday against Thursday, excuse me, against the Eagles. And they had an opportunity to catch up with Lovey Smith. And he said it's tough to get four tight ends active. And they were able to get into it, continue it. Tegan, Tegan Quatoriano in particular, he's our best blocker of the group. Mm. We say we are a running football team. You need a wide tight end, and that is what he is. He caught a touchdown pass, and he did some good things in the passing game as well, which is an added bonus. Cody, when I look at what TQ is very good at, that's a blocker tight end. That's somebody that Houston believes can set the edge alongside of Laramie Tunsil, alongside Titus Howard. And throughout the game, I do want to say that they mentioned, uh, they featured two or more tight ends, three or more tight ends, several times throughout that game. But when I look at what he was able to do, 
One play that stood out to me, Cody, was the combo block on number 94 for the Philadelphia Eagles. Nearly pushes him off the screen. Completely blocks TJ Edwards completely out the way on a run play that was meant for Damian Pierce. He helps Damian Pierce kind of clear that out just a little bit to pick up a couple of extra yards. Uh, also, um, the block on Robert Quinn where Mills throws the interception, he wins that rep, playing it smart, good base, coming off the line of scrimmage, hands is ready to engage uh, as a pass blocker, meets him in the chest, pushes him down to the ground, makes the play on Robert Quinn, and if you want a little added bonus, gets up and go makes a play on C.J. Gardner-Johnson, who got the interception and was running it back. Also, the ball was on the 20-yard line on the scoring drive, gets his hand on Patrick Johnson, number 48, and whoops him on that rep as well. Like, he's a big, physical tight end, 6'6", nice frame on him, good base, and he's coming off the line of scrimmage, especially when you catch him in these run plays where he's getting engaged early in the game. And, Cody, I know you're a skinny thin. Uh, you know, you'll be one of the skilled players <laughs> out there, but no matter if you're an offensive line coach or you're teaching your wide receivers to block down the field, no matter what it is, if you are – Trying to play physical football, the one thing each and every coach that ever coached this game always will tell you, at the very least, put your hand on somebody. Get a head on the hat. Do something out there. But no. And when I watch Tegan Quatoriano play in and play out, especially when I look at the scoring drive where we saw Davis Mills break out and hit Chris Moore, was featured on three plays in a row the most of the season so far up to this point. Of course, I know that was his first game. But each time he got on the field, he put his hand on somebody. Tegan was touching somebody. And for O.J. Howard, at least going based off of the game I saw against the Eagles, that was not necessarily the case. So, again, Akins, who by far has performed each and every tight end, that's your number one tight end. And I don't think necessarily Houston has a number two tight end. I think when we look at Brevin Jordan, again, he's a player that with his skill set coming out of Miami – you want to try to get him the ball in space, and they haven't been able to effectively do so this year. So it does come down to Howard and Quatoriano and Cody, listeners and viewers. I think the Rook will start making it difficult to not get on the field because he's doing the small things that matter. Again, putting his hand on somebody. He's winning reps against guys like Patrick Johnson, Robert Quinn, who a year ago had nearly 20 sacks, uh, TJ Edwards and Johnson, between Johnson and Edwards, those two players are having a good year and just doing the small things that make a coach just sit there and say, you know what? we got to get this young man some more playing time. I'm not going to look at him to be featured as a pass catcher just yet. Maybe not at all through, during the season. They're trying to figure it out offensively. But when it comes to winning reps and your coach saying he's the best tight end blocker, and this is a physical team who, Cody, quotes, want to run the ball, how could he not get featured more, especially now that he's healthy? He's going to get featured a lot more, but I do not believe it's going to come at, at the expense of O.J. Howard. I truly do believe that it's going to come at the expense of Brevin Jordan. And I say that because, John, to echo what you just said, you take a look at Jordan Aikens. This has been the Houston Texans' number one tight end. However, what has been the number one attribute we have been preaching that the Houston Texans need a tight end that blocks. And when you take a look at Brevin Jordan, when you take a look at TQ, 
TQ definitely triumphs the attribute of being a pass blocking tight end, as you just mentioned, unlike Brevin Jordan. We knew that was by far Brevin Jordan's least attribute on the field coming out of college. And here we are midway through his second season and the young man has still not improved in his blocking. By the way, the top attribute of Brevin Jordan was his pass catching ability. So when I take a look at who can step up and fill the void as this team, I'm not going to say number two tight end because I do believe that it's still going to be OJ Howard. By the way, I do believe that the 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 inconsistencies that we have seen out of OJ Howard over the last couple of games, I do believe that is more so Pep Hamilton not putting his tight ends in the best position, at least OJ Howard in the best position to succeed when he's out there on the field in terms of when you when you take a look at the production of Jordan Aikens and TQ. However, John, as everything that you just said, I don't want to repeat it, but at the end of the day, when you take a look at the fact that TQ is a guy that could actually go out there, help this team move the ball in the run game, help the team, you know, with, it could with be a red zone potential. threat with his size. I mean, he's a exactly, big dude. exactly. He's a big dude with his red zone threat. By the way, speaking of a big dude with a red zone threat, there's a small chance. Well, not a small chance, but there's a great chance that the Houston Texans can get Nico Collins and Malik Collins back on Sunday. Lovey Smith spoke about the possibility of their return on Monday, and we're going to find out later today at practice to see whether or not they out there on the field. So, of course, we're going to touch on that more tomorrow. Just wanted to throw that out there because you said a big red zone threat, and that's exactly what Nico Collins is. But that's another topic for another day. But I say all that just to say, when you take a look at the four tight ends that the Houston Texans are utilizing heading into this Week 10 matchup against the New York Giants, I'm looking at this from a situation. Everything that we saw out of TQ, everything that we have seen out of Jordan Akins ever since he came and had an opportunity to resign with this organization and get called up not one, not two, but three times from the practice squad. Everything that we have seen from OJ Howard since he signed with this organization started on week one of the regular season. I'm looking at this from a standpoint. <laughs> Unfortunately, I would not be surprised if we are taking a look at the end of the season and we are looking at a situation where TQ gets more reps than Brevin Jordan out there on the football field. Wouldn't necessarily be opposed to it. And again, I do want to remind you guys that Pep Hamilton did have uh, three tight ends out on the field at various times, multiple times throughout the game. And so I, I know that he wants to give whatever Damian Pierce can get up front to help him move the ball. And I will agree with you on this. Brevin Jordan as the more receiver tight end as he's supposed to be doesn't necessarily have good vision. I mean, uh, that screen pass, I think Titus Howard got out on the right side and if he just cuts with the speed, the 4-5 speed that we saw him – you know, coming to the NFL with, he's able to make a play outside of just getting five yards, and he cuts in where the defenders are, kind of boxed in at that at that point, kind of bunched in. Excuse me. So it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't shock me. But what I, what I will say is, TQ man, he does bring Houston some physicality, and he does bring Houston a red zone threat that I don't think that their tight ends currently have. He's just a natural freak physically. Did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package theft spike nationally? That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award winning security system 
so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and a greater peace of mind this holiday season. Listen, Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by U.S. World and News Report for a third year in a row. Three peaks, Cody. You love the Kobe Bryant and Shaq Laker days. Three peaks. And that's greatness. The best part about it is Simply Safe is the home security system with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door, HD security cameras for inside and out, smarter ways to detect motion that alert you only when a threat is real, and they even have hazard sensors that detect fires, flood, and any other threats to your home in an emergency. They also provide 24-7 professional monitoring agents using fast protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe, excuse me, Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify if the threat is real so you can get priority police response. With the top rated Simply Safe app, stay in complete control of your system anytime, anywhere, arm or disarm, unlock for a guest, access your cameras, or just adjust the system settings. Don't miss your chance to say big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Welcome back in, locked on Texans listeners and viewers. Hope you are having a good Wednesday. Thank you for joining, Cody and I. The Houston Texans have an opportunity to steal a game, maybe, against the New York Giants, who head coach Brian Dayball, I think, is a guy that many people here in Houston really wanted to be the Texans' next head coach. Got them Giants looking at, sitting at 6-2. and two. I got a healthy Saquon Bar Barkley that Houston will have to worry about. Wink Martindale on the defensive side of the ball, the defensive coordinator that Brian Dayball brought over from the Baltimore Ravens, has been – Calling has been phenomenal as a defensive coordinator so far this year. Got the New York Giants flying around. However, I do want to give you guys some insight on the New York Giants before we talk about whether or not the Houston Texans can steal this game. Giants will be without safety. Xavier McKinney, he's dealing with an, a hand injury. They will be without defensive tackle Nick Williams, who is dealing with a bicep injury. And cornerback Aaron Robertson, who is dealing with a knee injury uh, between Williams and Robinson. The Giants do not know if they will play again this year. The Giants will be getting Kenny, Kenny Galladay back, returning from a injury, um, coming back from that sprained MCL injury after missing the last four games. And I think that the wide receiver matchup, that will be the matchup that I don't believe the Houston Texans lose, right? When we look at certain teams, there's their weaknesses – and it always seems like they're able to kind of bounce back, whatever the weakness is, against the Houston Texans. But I think this wide receiver group is very weak, and I don't think that they should lose this matchup. Between Darius Slayton, Wendell Robinson, David Steeles, and Marcus Johnson, all four of those receivers has combined for 508 yards. That's not good. This is not a good – in terms of depth chart and having guys out there, Sterling Shepard is out – Got hurt earlier in the year again. Uh, Kadarius Tony, he's now in Kansas City. He didn't play for him at all this year. 
So they had a lot of talent that either has either gotten injured or didn't work out. And again, Cody, I think this is the matchup Houston could look to exploit. And I'll tell you why. Because you do not have a dominant number one receiver. And if we look at some of the teams Houston has played where they don't have a dominant number one receiver like a Tennessee Titans. At the time, when we look at the first matchup between the Jacksonville Jaguars, you do not when you do not have a dominant number one wide receiver, and I also want to mention Chicago, then that does limit what you're able to do offensively. And as we know, the New York Giants has again a healthy Saquon Barkley, who's been performing phenomenally well this year, finally healthy after the last two seasons. At the very least, Cody, do you believe, and I, I think you should, this should allow Lovey Smith to get creative with his defensive play call. I'm going to say this as nice as possible. Hell no. And, John, I get it. This is a Houston Texans team going up against a depleted New York Giants team, a team that is not going to have Xavier McKinney, Nick Williams, two guys that you just highlighted. And I truly do believe that the New York Giants defense will take a step back without those two guys, especially without Williams trying to stop with the New York Giants trying to stop the, the, the fierce and the MVP of this team and Damian Pierce. However, John, I'm not about to sit here and play the Houston Texans have an opportunity to win this game because the uh, X, Y, and Z are not out there on the field. Let's take a trip back to week one. Against the Indianapolis Colts, this is a Houston Texans team that end up tying against the Indianapolis Colts that did not have Shaquille Leonard. Week two, this is a Houston Texans team that did not have an opportunity to go up against Jared Judy, and they lost that game. Week three, this is a Houston Texans team that did not go up against David Montgomery. By the way, Jared Judy and David Montgomery both got hurt early in the first quarter. They still lost that game against the Chicago Bears. They did not have an opportunity to play against Joey Bosa, and they lost that game. And they did not have an opportunity to play against Ryan Tannehill in the game against the Tennessee Titans, and they lost that game. The next biggest issue is, John, Saquon Barkley has redeemed himself as one of the best running backs in the game today, right? I, I, I just want to answer that. He has. Okay, this is a guy that has recorded 779 yards, five touchdowns, and he has had not one, not two, but three games where he has eclipsed over 100 yards. He will be going up against a Houston Texans run defense that has allowed an average of 180 yards on the ground. So I say all that just to say, John, listeners and viewers, does it really matter who the New York Giants line up on the line of scrimmage with their depleted wide receiving core? Mm, it really doesn't because the New York Giants are going to run the ball down the Houston Texans throw, and we're going to sit here and watch another guy record well over 100 yards against the Houston Texans defense. I know but it is there any is there a way that Houston could look at that matchup and exploit it? Like defensively, and again, I mentioned if there was any game to play man, I think it would be this game because at the very least, your man defense would allow your cornerbacks to just – or your line, your I'm sorry, your linebackers. Now that you have Christian Harris out there and Gary Waller, who are two of the more coveted for this team, cover linebackers to kind of mix up how you attack. Maybe switch to base defense and maybe give different looks and disguise some things because you're a man defense. Like I, I know that Houston has been, 
they haven't been able to take care and 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 win opportunities when they've been presented to you. But this is another opportunity, right? Going to Sunday against a depleted wide receiver group. They are getting Kenny the holiday Kenny Galladay back. Uh, Saquon is on fire. Also, I believe that the rookie Evan Neal is out. They also have to worry about on the opposite side that Kevion Thibodeau, who was this close to becoming a Houston Texan, he's playing phenomenal. But I think that at the very least, there may be a way for Houston to pull off the victory. I don't think that they will, by the way. But I, I think we're discussing how they can, in, in your opinion, what are some ways that Houston could win this game on Sunday? And, John, I'm glad that you pointed all of that out. But I would say is, and it brings me back to my final, my fourth and final point. All we're doing is wishful thinking because at the end of the day, hoping that the Houston Texans all of a sudden go to man defense, that's just wishful thinking because at this point, we already know Lovey Smith isn't going to change the defense. Yes, it makes sense for us, but this is something that we have been dying for Lovey Smith to do. Ever since week one of the regular season, after they had an opportunity to draft the services of Derek Stanley Jr. I say all that just to say, when you take a look at Lovey Smith, he isn't going to change his defense. Yes, he did it a little bit against the Philadelphia Eagles, and it looked pretty decent to say the least. But what did, what did he do going into the second half of the half of the game? We talked about it on yesterday, and that was part of the reason why they had that collapse. They fell back into being conservative, and they fell back into their comfort zone. I don't see it. Yes, it makes sense, but at the end of the day, this is the Houston Texans we are talking about. Guys, before we move on, a quick word from our sponsors. Today's show is brought to you by Blue Now, the original online drawer. Blue Now offers the largest selection of independently graded diamonds and pieces priced significantly below traditional retailers. Blue Now has helped millions of couples create their perfect engagement ring. Their easy online tools let you choose the diamond, the easy online tools, excuse me, let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as the setting style. Blue Nile Bench Jewelers will help you craft your perfect, one-of-a-kind engagement ring. You can shop stress-free with Blue Nile's 100% satisfaction guarantee. All of Blue Nile orders are insured and ships for free in a discreet packaging they also overnight shipping as well if you're in a rush. Don't wait too late, though. Come on, guys. Do better. Make your moment sparkle with Blue Now. Go to BlueNow.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to save $50 on your purchase of $500 or more. That's BlueNow.com, B-L-U-E-N-I-L-E.com. And use promo code LOCKEDON to save $50 on your purchase of $500 or more. BlueNow.com, promo code locked on. Again, welcome back. Before we close out of here today, looking at Saquon Barkley, a guy who has suffered, you know, since his rookie year, two back-to-back injury riddle seasons. This year, nearly 800 yards on the ground. Right now, he is the Giants, I believe, the third in terms of yards, the third most yeah, right now he's third for yards in terms of receiving for the New York Giants with 189. And it's good to see him back on the field. But when we look at the Houston Texans and how they could be successful on Sunday, there's no doubt that it you got to stop Saquon Barkley. And the doubt is whether or not they will because over 200 yards to King Henry, 
Uh, the backup Herbert in Chicago ran crazy. Jonathan Taylor, before he went down on the season, he had a very good game. They allow Austin Eckler to get into a groove into how he plays his game. Running backs for the Houston Texans in the past two to three seasons has been the biggest Achilles heel for this Texans defense. It cannot stop it. And again on Sunday, you know, now we're looking at young guys having to figure out how to win these one-on-one matchups in the trenches. Thomas Booker, Kurt Hennish, Roy Lopez, right? Hopefully they can get Malik Collins back. That'll be a big boost to them up front, which I'm calling it a boost because he is the veteran and he understands how to, you know, win certain matchups. But overall, Houston has not been successful in stopping the run with over to Hopton on the field, but you want to see that depth get solidified. But, Cody, they cannot allow Daniel Jones to have a significant moment to win the game. They have to force Daniel Jones to make bad plays, right? They got to have, I think, the same type of approach that they went into the game in that first half against the Philadelphia Eagles, getting after Jalen Hurts, putting guys in his face, mixing up the fronts in order to have an opportunity to win this game on Sunday. You cannot let Daniel Jones beat you. If Saquon beats you, that's fine, but it cannot be the entire offense that's flowing. I agree, but my only concern about that is can the Houston Texans actually stay consistent? You mentioned that first half against the Philadelphia Eagles. They actually did a pretty good job on Jalen Hurts. And I was looking at that from a standpoint. Did we see that version of the Houston Texans defense only because, A, once again, this was a team that probably took it personal that so many people was expecting the Philadelphia Eagles to drop 30, 40 points on them in their home building on a Thursday night game. And maybe they took it a little personal, so they came out with a little bit more juice. And, 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 and then, two. Playing up to the level of competition, as we just mentioned, Jalen Hurts, in my opinion, he is the league's MVP as of right now. I say all that just to say, when you take a look at Daniel Jones, his name doesn't really hold the same value as a Jalen Hurts, and they are not going he's into this game. Season, yeah, yeah, don't get me wrong. No, without a doubt, he's having a phenomenal season. Um, I'm actually... I'm actually happy for him because that was they, at one time it didn't look so good for Jones in New York, but you know, you, you put him with the right coach and it did wonders for him, but I say all that just to say, you know, as we enter week 10, his name as of right now doesn't hold the same value as Jalen Hurst. And not only that, the Houston Texans are not taking the disrespect that they did going into that game against the Philadelphia Eagles. I say all that just to say, are they still going to come out with the same sense of urgency on Sunday playing against the Daniel Jones? Which has Daniel been Jones? in question for this team, man. Exactly. It's been time where it's just like, why aren't you guys moving like a fire's under your ass and they're just walking? <laughs> and to your point, Cody, and bringing it back to Lovey Smith, you know, when he asked about the week-to-week out of Pep Hamilton, wanting to start fast, wanting to, you know, have a successful first quarter, and they, they did that against the Eagles scoring on their first drive the first of the entire year. Thank you guys for checking out today's episode of the Locked On Texan Podcast. Be sure to check us out tomorrow we talk to the Locked On Giants. That's going to be fun. And if you've been with us since day one, I'm going to bring up a memory that I like to gloat and brag about that I was right on. So I'll do that with the Locked On Giants host, Miss Patricia. That is, again, that's going to be fun. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans. Like us on Facebook and subscribe to the Locked On Texans YouTube page as well. 
And as always, I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, it's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.